Are you the type of leader who wants to leave behind a legacy? Well, I'd love to help you unlock a legacy of excellence with the School Leadership Toolkit. For just $97, you'll gain access to 10 easy-to-implement resources, including templates, frameworks, and bonus content designed to help you manage your to-do list, make better decisions, navigate difficult conversations, and support your team. Fast-track solutions to your challenges by grabbing the toolkit at schoolsofexcellence.com toolkit or click the link in the show notes. Elevate your leadership journey today. Are you the type of leader who wants to leave behind a legacy? Well, I'd love to help you unlock a legacy of excellence with the School Leadership Toolkit. For just $97, you'll gain access to 10 easy-to-implement resources, including templates, frameworks, and bonus content designed to help you manage your to-do list, make better decisions, navigate difficult conversations, and support your team. Fast-track solutions to your challenges by grabbing the toolkit at schoolsofexcellence.com toolkit or click the link in the show notes. Elevate your leadership journey today. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. I am super excited about today's episode because uh, it means it's the start of the new school year. So today's conversation is all about how to best prepare you for the first staff meeting of the school year. So setting, you know, the first staff meeting of the school year is all about setting the stage for success. It's all about what is going to set this intention for the school year, right? It's like, you know, with the kids at home, you've got the new shiny folders and the new shiny backpacks and shiny shoes and, you know, pencils that are perfectly sharpened. Like the first staff meeting of the year is this time of everything shiny, right? If you use beautiful linen uh, tablecloths when you set up your staff meetings, those are perfectly ironed. You've got the best food that you put out. You probably plan your outfit in advance, right? Like everything is just pristine, for that first staff meeting of the school year. Now, what happens a lot of the time is we use the opportunity of the first staff meeting of the year to verbal vomit all over our staff and give them all of the most important things that we think are so mission critical for the company um, that we mesh everything into one meeting. And then we wonder why we don't get the results that we want. The first staff meeting of the year has to be planned appropriately with the right amount of breaks, with the right amount of mindset of understanding what part of the brain am I activating during this part of the meeting? Again, what part of the brain am I activating during this part of the meeting? When you are going over policies, procedures, systems, operations, SOPs, that is a very different part of the brain than when you're activating what should our parent initiative program look like? How should we redo our you know, parent communication system? Now you're calling on creativity, totally different part of the brain. 
right? Or when you're doing your team building exercises or your icebreakers, that's a totally different part of emotional connection and vulnerability as opposed to PowerPointing them through this is what the playground policy is going to be. You have to understand the head, heart, and hand process when you're designing and cultivating a staff meeting. And that's what today's podcast is about. I, I want to break this down for you. Now, I have this broken down in a solid training with handouts, with scripts, with templates, all the things, um, all the toppings um, inside of our Directors Inner Circle and our Owners HQ program. This is a big thing of what we focus on within our membership in August, really setting up our directors for success, how to run that first staff meeting, and our owners for success, how to run that first admin meeting of the year. So Today's podcast is about how to run that first staff meeting of the year. But if you are an owner that's listening to this or you're a director that's listening to this and you want more information, you want more insight into how to really do this stuff, then I definitely invite you to apply uh, to our membership as well. So let's let's start from the beginning. Okay, I'm going to go over what to discuss and what not to discuss at the first staff meeting of the year. One of the big things that our company um, has transitioned into is when we kick off projects now inside of the organization, one of the questions that are in the kickoff document, which is the document on, okay, now this project has officially kicked off and this is what the you know scope is gonna look like. One of the things that are in there is, what are we not discussing on this call? Because when creative people come together and when you're designing a project or when you're building anything, uh, creative minds are coming together and you guys could talk about anything anything. And meetings could get derailed in the in the blink of an eye. It's like, boom, well, where did an hour just go? What? How did that happen? How did someone, you know, completely hijack the whole meeting or one question torpedoes the whole conversation in their direction? It's just, it, it could be a disaster. So I'm going to go over today what to discuss and what not to discuss in the first staff meeting. What questions to ask them? What specific activities to do at the staff meeting so you can understand teaching learning styles and their superpowers at that first staff meeting? And I'm going to walk you through how to get the team working as a group. Okay. So one of the things I want to create a little more context for you guys. Okay. Because it's so important to understand the mindset of what people are coming into when they come into your staff meeting or when they come into any conversation with you, like what their upbringing has been until now, like a lot of the frame that they have. So traditional schooling, right, is all about obedience, right? Give, you know, the teachers in charge. Here's all the students. You listen to the teacher, right? It's all about independence, right? Work independently, do the test independently, do this independently, that independently, right? Now we're leaning a little bit more towards like, let's do some group stuff, but still there's an independent grade. There's an independent, like you did this and you did this. And one of the biggest things in schools, there's one right answer. There's one right answer. Now, real life, and running a business and running a childcare center, there is way more than one right answer. And the path to success is only when you link arms with other people. Only when you link arms with other people. And obedience is not the path to innovation. It's actually challenging the CEO, bringing different ideas, um, challenging the status quo. It's not about obedience. It's about constant innovation and trial and error. So I need you to understand that because when you come into a staff meeting and you are looking at a group of 20, 30, 40, 50 year olds and asking them to be creative, to be innovative, to bring their ideas, giving them permission to make mistakes. They're like, 
what the hell are you talking about? I don't know how to do this. I just graduated high school. I just graduated college. I know that I have to get the right answer and then I will be okay. I know that I have to make the least amount of mistakes so I can get a passing grade. And then they come into the workplace and you're like, yeah, no, all of that, that doesn't work here. Great. There's a process to get from there to where you need them to be. So at that first staff meeting, we need to be mindful of how we're breaking down information and how we're putting all of this together. Okay. So staff meeting needs to be broken down into three segments. So whether you decide to do this as three separate meetings or you decide to have one long conversation, but it has breaks. So like phase one, and then there's like a lunch break and then phase two, and then there's like an afternoon break and then phase three. However it is, it has to have intentional breaks. So a break or it's a, it's a full on separate conversation. And here's why. Meeting one is about shared values, why, and connecting everyone as a team. Okay. It's the shared values. It's the company. Why it's the mission. It's the vision. And it's connecting everyone as a team. That is the first meeting. The second meeting or phase two of the meeting or after the break or whatever is handbook schedules, specials, classroom management, etc. And then the third portion is policies, procedures, systems, operations. Now, You can have your own setup. I am by no means legislating that this is the best way to run the staff meeting. As I said a few seconds ago, there's more than one right way. I am giving you a framework to work from and understanding that these three segments are three different parts of the brain. So however you decide to set up your meeting, please think intentionally about what part of the brain am I activating? What part of their emotional capacity and vulnerability am I pulling into in this moment that will set you up already for way more success so how do we prep for this meeting the first thing is we need to re-anchor ourselves in the company's why in the school why right casting the vision for what the vision is going to be for that year the vision needs to share that inspiration that aspiration we all need to know that now what is going to be the guiding light during the storms that come What is going to be our guiding light during the storms that come? Because here's what I would like to inform you in case you did not know this. Every single year, flu season will come. Every single year, you will have a season where all of your teachers are getting sick. Please do not be surprised when it happens this year. It happens every single year. Every single year, viruses, bacteria, flu, it comes into all of our schools and our homes. So please stop being surprised by, oh my God, three teachers are sick today. Yeah, it's the middle of freaking January. People are going to be sick, right? So why am I saying this? The beginning of the school year is a beautiful time to set that anchor of, okay, here is how we anticipate And here is the guiding light during the storms that are coming. Because when you're going to sign this year together, the 10 months of academic year, if you're a 12-month program, doesn't matter. If you're going to ride a 12-month season together, you're going to have some storms. You ain't having sunny, shiny weather all the time. I live in beautiful, sunny Florida. The last two weeks, it has rained every single day, literally every single day. Now it's Florida, so it rains for like five minutes, and then it's like boiling hot, you can't breathe outside, and then it's like raining again for 20 minutes, and then it's boiling hot, you can't breathe again. But it rained every day, even though this is like the sunshine state, right? There are still seasons where it's like, I can't go outside. Right. It's like thundering and lightning. And it's like, it's it's crazy. It's it's dangerous. You can't be outside. So 
How are we going to anchor our team for the storms that come? Paint a mental picture of the school you want and why you want it for the coming year. Now, so many of you are listening to this and you're thinking, I don't know the answers to all these questions. Amazing. That is why you're listening to this podcast now. So you can prepare. So when you show up at the staff meeting for your team, you are the captain, right? You are that Sherpa that is climbing them up this mountain for the entire school year. Are you preparing them for that? So let's talk about how to make vision practical because one of the things that are my specialty, especially in schools of excellence is, you know, we have these big concepts of like mission, vision, values, and then leaders hear this concept and they're like, okay, but, but, but how, but, but how, but what, but when, but what time, but, but how do I explain this? Right. All of these questions. Okay. That's why you're here. So the first thing, what do you want to feel every single day? What do you want to feel like when you walk into your center? What do you want to feel like? That is a part of your vision. What do you want to feel like? Write that down. What do you want to feel like? So if you're driving or doing the dishes or multitasking while you're listening to this podcast, don't worry. Listen to the end and come back and listen to this. Listen to this segment again and take notes. Okay. What do you want to see in the classrooms? When I talk to clients um, after I do keynotes at events or leadership days or, you know, people grab me at, like at, at any different moment or I'm doing a call with a potential client, I ask this question, what do you want to see? What do you want to see in your classroom, right? It is so much easier to answer, what, what don't I want to see? I want to know, what do you want to see, right? Do you have the ability to look ahead, to be, to be this forward thinker? Okay. What challenges is your school solving, right? Think about a business, right? What is part of the schools of excellence mission, right? What problems are we solving in the market? And then what is your school? What problems and challenges are you solving in the market that you're in? What do you want your parents to say about your school? When you can answer these questions, now you have a more articulated vision of what it is that you want that's coming up. Then we turn to our staff. So at the first staff meeting of the year, ask your staff, what do you wanna feel like when you step into your classroom every day? How do you wanna show up every single day? How do you want to respond when hard things happen? Like ask them these questions, not like, oh, everything's gonna be all nice and dandy. No, how do you wanna respond when this kid throws that block across the classroom and hits that kid right in the bullseye and his face starts bleeding, what do you wanna do? What do you want to do when mom walks in and starts yelling at you because you didn't send her the note that you wanted to? How do you want to respond? What do you want to do when you just, you know, change your outfit because parent conferences are an hour and little Johnny decides he's going to take a pee on your lap? How do you want to respond? Get down and dirty to real life of what it means to be in a childcare classroom and ask yourself these questions. How do you want to feel? How do you want to show up? How do you want to respond when hard things happen? Because you're setting the vision for the year. Have each teacher answer this privately and then put them in their teaching teams. Okay, so when hard things happen, here's how I want to respond. Can you hold me accountable? Can we do this together? That is a totally different conversation than PowerPointing them through all your company values, which again, I'm not against teaching company values, but please be practical and real life about 
what the day actually looks like after you get out of the beautiful, pristine, gorgeous staff meeting that you set up for them with linen tablecloths and napkins and, you know, gorgeous, uh, whatever platters that you put out of food. Now let's get real life. They're getting into a classroom. They're going to be on their hands and knees half the day. What does that look like? What does that look like when hard things happen? What does it look like when a kid has a blowout diaper at 12 o'clock right before the first dismissal, right? What does that look like? How do you want to show up? How do you want to show up, right? And these are examples. Like when I share these examples, these are real life stuff, right? I'm not spitting out of nowhere. I've dealt with every single one of these scenarios. Clients deal with these stuff all the time. This is what real life looks like, right? Beyond everything else, this is what it looks like. How do you want to respond? How do you want to show up? I have a training. It's called Own Your Own Development. I do this virtually or in person and clients book me for this training. And what I do in this training of own your own development is I help the staff. This is specifically for staff, how to help them own their own development, how to help them understand you're in charge of your growth and development. You're in charge of yourself. You have advocacy and agency inside of your life. Okay. So after you go over that, then again, you're going to do a quick review of company values. Now, there's so many different ways that you could do this, but please, please don't just read off company values from a slide deck, right? Please make it real. Okay, give scenarios, right? Dad walks in, mom walks in, you know, you're in the middle of doing data input into the software system, child's crying, this person wants your attention, who do you respond to first? Five people need you, who do you respond to first? Well, that is based on company values. What is the hierarchy, right? Who gets answered to in this moment, right? Get real with your staff at that staff meeting. Don't just tell them our company values are faith and family and gratitude and diversity and inclusion and teamwork. And Great. What does that mean when I have five people who need me, right? When What does that mean when the kid's brand new coat that the mom bought from a designer place got lost in the playground and I can't freaking find it, or I can't leave because I'm in ratio and I can't leave to go back to the playground to go find it. And the mom's standing there and she's like, my cab's waiting, right? I would only know this, like if I actually had to deal with this, right? So like these things happen, these things happen. How do you want your teachers to respond? How do you want them to show up? It's based on company values. Well, get real with them with the company values. Make it practical for them. And again, if you're unsure of how to do this, this is a huge part of the trainings of what we do inside of our inner circle, inside of our membership, inside of our legacy group. Like, this is what we work on. Like, we have to stop talking theory all the time of, do you have your mission statement? Do you have your company? Okay, and now tell me how to use my value. If I value diversity, faith, teamwork, play, hard work. How do I make a decision in this moment when I have a mom bearing down on me? What value do I use to make a decision in that moment, right? This is where you need reps and discernment and trusting your own decision-making and confidence, right? A calm confidence. Like this is what the reps are. This is why you train people, This is why you do it, right? This is why I always say, if you have to choose between investments, between software or technology and people, always invest in people, 
always, always, always invest in people. People will override any of the tech issues that you ever have. Invest in good people and developing them. So next question, after we go over values, let's talk about a school theme for the year. So when I first started the Directors Inner Circle, one of the questions I often would get is like, how do we create more cohesion throughout the year? How do we get everyone on the same page? All of those kinds of questions. And I remember sitting one time back when I lived in New York City and I was taking a walk. One of the things, one of the places that we used to love to go to in New York City was Dumbo, which is right under the Brooklyn Bridge. It stands for something. I don't know what it stands for. But anyways, we would love to go to that area. And there's like the water nearby and there's these beautiful rocks that you can go to in the boardwalk. And like my head would kind of really get clear over there. So one time I was taking a walk over there and I came to answer this question. Like, what does it mean? when we try to get everyone on the same page, right? What does that even look like? It's about creating a theme for the year, right? This thread that goes out throughout the year. This is what our theme is. Because let me tell you, like every single year I create a theme inside of the business and somewhere along the way I get distracted, right? And then my team comes back to me and like, one second, was this the theme of the year? Like, isn't this what we're supposed to be focusing on? I'm like, yes, 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 yes. That is what we're supposed to be focusing on. Creating a theme for the year. Now, when you do this in a school, it's super exciting because you get to think of a theme as like a headline, okay? A headline can inspire people, right? Think of a headline in a newspaper, headline on a TV commercial, there's a headline. So it can either evoke inspiration or fear, anxiety, um, loss, grief, like a headline can do so like invoke any kind of emotion. So your headline, your school theme guides decision-making of where time, money, energy, and resources will go to. Okay. I'm going to say that again, your school theme, your theme for the year. Okay. It guides decision-making on time, money, people, energy, resources, right? Because part of being on the field or being in the school and doing your stuff, you're going to get opportunities. Opportunities are going to come knocking. They're going to come knocking again and again and again. Some are going to be distractions. Some are going to be opportunity. You're going to have fires that you have to deal with. Some are going to be massive forest fires. You're like, I got to go take this out right now. Some are going to be small pot fires. And it's like, okay, it's okay if it simmers a little bit for a little bit longer. How are you going to decide what you tackle? It's the theme right? It's that headline for the year. It helps everyone know this is what we're supposed to focus on. So I have a whole training on this inside of our membership. I'm going to give you just a quick, you know, insight in here, some headline ideas. Okay. School of opportunity, culture of accountability, rise to the top, getting it done better and consistent school of excellence, create the magic. We can do hard things. These are just a couple of themes that schools in the past clients have used to help leaders and the team anchor to this is where we're going. This is where we're going, right? Many of you know, in schools of excellence in 2022 was a maintenance year. That was the theme. It was maintenance. We were maintaining what we had built to build the right infrastructure in our back end and operations. 
So creating a school theme. Again, I know that this episode is like really meaty and full of like a lot of really amazing content and information. It's not going anywhere. You could go back, you could re-listen, you can download it. You could like, you could do all the things, right? That's the beauty of content. It lives forever online. So if you are multitasking right now, make sure to go back and re-listen and take some notes. And if you are taking notes and you want more, definitely hit the apply button and let's have a conversation about if it's the right time and if you're a good fit for the program. So how do you decide what headline to choose? You pick a headline that will push you and your staff to grow and to challenge themselves. You pick a headline that will anchor you and be a light of inspiration in hard moments, right? In hard moments when I have to make decisions and I remind myself, okay, this was the theme. Um, it becomes a lot easier and less shame-filled and less guilt-filled, like less, less guilt-witted to make those decisions. Okay, so... Once you pick your headline, now you need to think about how you will know that you and your team are living this theme, are living this headline. So here is a great Mad Libs for you. And again, go back and re-listen and write it down if you're multitasking. So I will know we are getting results and growing in our mindset connected to our headline of blank, whatever your headline is. So, you know, let's say it's school of opportunity. When I see and hear my staff doing and talking blank. So what does this mean? We're getting specific here. We're going to know that we are living this headline of school of opportunity. When I hear my staff doing this, when I see my staff doing this, when I see my staff doing this, when I, you know, my staff are talking and saying these things, when my admin team is making those kinds of decisions, when I am using my time to do X, that is how you know you're living the headline. Now you've got specific. Now you have metrics for all my marketing lovers out there. Now you've got KPIs. Now you've got dashboards. Like now you've got something that you're looking at, which is amazing. So then we get the staff involved. We get the staff involved. This is where you could do a, you know, a creative um, art activity during the staff meeting. So um, you take a long piece of butcher paper, like a really, really long white, you know, piece of paper that extends across a huge conference room kind of style length paper. You write the school theme in the middle, the school headline, school of opportunity or whatever it is. And then you put out lots of different markers, all different kinds of writing utensils, and you ask the staff to start writing just writing, just jotting down or drawing pictures. What does this theme look like when it comes to classroom management? What does this theme look like when it comes to school policy? What does this school theme look like in relation to our parent communication? What does this look like with teacher communication? What does this look like in relation to our relationship with children? What does this look like in relation to our own personal growth and development? And you just have them start writing, drawing pictures, putting things together, whatever. It's just a beautiful collage. Again, the purpose of this exercise is to get the brain working. You want to teach your staff and model to them. Um, here we use our brains, right? I don't just spit information at you. Here we use our brains. Well, get them to use their brains. So that's, again, just beginning just some of the insight into how to run your first staff meeting of the year. So some of the other things that I have in the training 
inside of our membership of how to run the first staff staff meeting is like how to follow up with staff after this first staff meeting, you know, how to close the feedback loops, how to understand your teacher's superpowers and how to do the superpower activity with them, um, how to bring out the shy, intimidated, introverted staff into the conversation. So it's not just the outgoing, ambitious, you know, type A personality people that are talking um, and really just giving more insight into like how to really put this all together. So let's review here what we spoke about here today. At your first staff meeting of the year, you're re-anchoring in your vision and your core values. You're picking your headline and your school theme. You're doing the activity, right? The activity that I shared. And the last thing I want to share here with you is everyone chooses one habit that they want to practice throughout this year. So they choose a habit. Let's say they decide, I am going to commit to smiling every single morning, no matter what I feel like. Simple habit, right? I am going to commit to clocking out every single day, you know, even when it's really hard and I want to just dash out the door, I'm going to remember to clock out, okay? It, it doesn't matter what the habit is, okay? It doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to commit to responding to parent emails within 48 hours. I'm going to commit to, if you're an owner, I'm going to commit to doing my one-on-ones at least once every 60 days. I'm gonna, whatever it is, let everyone leave that first staff meeting. Because motivation's high, inspiration is high, that you have activated all of their parts of their emotional and, you know, brain, great. When inspiration is high and motivation is high, pick the habit. What are you going to do this year? What's the habit? And it's got to be small. We don't want giant habits, tiny little momentum. What are you going to do? Okay. So I hope that today's podcast was helpful to you to really get started into What does it mean to really lead a meeting, to prepare for a meeting, to understand how to kick off that first staff meeting, all of those things. And if you're looking for more ideas, um, definitely check out um, our Inner Circle or Owners HQ program if you're looking for more mentorship, more ongoing community, ongoing content. We also have our time management and accountability bundle, which is a small little bundle of just really great content of how to set up your time for the beginning of the school year, how to set up your calendar and how to hold your staff accountable. So if you're looking for something small DIY, um, that's definitely a great place to go. And if you're looking for more ongoing coaching, mentorship, community, curriculum support, then I would love for you to check out our Directors Inner Circle or Owners HQ program. So thanks so much for joining me this week. I am super excited for the start of the new school year. It's always a time for great inspiration. And please, please, if you enjoyed today's episode, would really love if you could rate and leave us a review. And if you've already done that, um, or if you'd like to do, you know, two things, um, please reach out to our team, support me or cwachani.me and let us know, you know, what was helpful of today's episode? What other content would you like to see coming on the podcast where a hundred thousand downloads in would love to hear more of what you're looking for. The podcast has been just a tremendous success and we're super grateful for all of our listenership. We can't do this show without you. So tell us more about what you need so we can continue to provide you with world-class content. Thanks for joining us. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. 
Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there. If you're a school leader, I bet you have a super long to-do list with all the things that you need to get done every single day. You got to-do lists of what the teachers need, what the parents need, what your leadership team, admin. You also have to-do lists about your visionary stuff or your future goals that you want to get accomplished. And every single day, it's a hustle against the clock to try to figure out how to check off every single thing on your to-do list. Today, I actually want to share with you a whole new way to tackle your to-do list and understand how to actually battle out the competing demands that happen inside of a childcare center. It's my little secret sauce called having a do not do list. So instead of having a do list, you have a do not do list, a list of things that you do not do until certain things get completed or a list of things that you do not do anymore if you want to create sustainability and long-term legacy inside of your center. I'm teaching this strategy and a whole bunch more of my incredible tools in the Priority Reset Workshop on February 29th at 1130 Eastern. I want you to join me and dozens of other school leaders to reclaim your time, to learn how to balance those competing priorities, and most importantly, focus the time, energy, people, and resources on the activity, on the priorities, and the work that actually move the needle forward. I look forward to seeing you there. Click the link in the show notes to register.